Well, good morning and welcome to the Church Alive. Let's stand together, put ourselves in agreement to worship the King of Kings. Heavenly Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. Hallelujah. We've come to glorify you. We've come to lift you up. We've come to praise your holy name. We call this atmosphere into the agreement for your glory, O oh God. Hallelujah. Come on, let's praise him. Well, don't wait on anybody. Lift up a shout right here.
the Lord say, you
one time. You're the name above all the names. Come on. You're the name. to come. You're worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you were created all things, and by your will they exist. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Come on, would somebody just lift your voices with me and give him your praise. Come on, just give him your praise. Come on, just give him your praise. Hallelujah. Just give him your praise. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, everybody lift your voices and just give him hallelujahs. Praise him. Praise him. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, just do that. Move a little bit. Come on, praise him. Use your voice. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, just keep doing that for a moment. Come on, just lift it up to him. Hallelujah. Lord, we have come to worship you. We have come to praise you. We've come to lift your name up higher than anything else. Not a name of a disease. Not a name of a problem, not any other name is going to be lifted up higher than your name. You're the king. You're the authority. You're the power. And I believe that right now as we take agreement in this presence right now, every physical body will be touched by the power of God. Every physical body, every baby, every child, every physical body. I agree right now that every spirit will be filled with the breath of your spirit. Hallelujah. Breathe on us. Let the wind of your Holy Ghost blow in this place. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'd like for everybody in the room just to give a great big shout of hallelujah and a great big praise. Amen. 
Are you ready to worship some more? Come on, I hear this in my spirit, all right? So listen to this. Come on, you go with this, all right. Hallelujah. Yeah, Jesus is alive. Come on.
now. Let me just hear every voice. Give him, come on, give him hallelujahs. Come on, now just hear your voices. Come on, come on, hallelujahs. Let the voice cry. Come on, let your voices cry out. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. While I have my being, I'm going to praise him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll turn to about three or four people around you and say, I'm starting to feel good right now. Go ahead, shake their hands. I'm starting to feel good. Take that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, there's a theme going on in the house today. We started out by saying how holy he is. Then we went to how good he is. And then we went to how great he is. We serve such a magnificent God, don't we? An incredible, un unfathomable, mighty God. But he chooses to have a relationship with you. He chooses to empower you. So whatever it is that you have need of today, the power lies through him on the inside of you. Amen. So whatever you got need of today, consider it done. Hallelujah. Consider it done. I know some of you are facing things that you've never thought in a million years you'd be facing, but I want to tell you the answer lies within him inside of you. Amen. So you just claim it right now. Would you give God a great big thank you and praise that he is on the scene today. He is taking care of your very need right now. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask our church host families to come. And, and I just have seen several guests here today. And we're just delighted that you've come to worship with us here this morning. And, and this is our opportunity to greet you and just say welcome to our family here. And we hope you'll be family. So if this is your first time with us, raise your hand. They're coming by to give you a great loaf of homemade bread. And we've prayed over this bread. We've prayed over you as you're coming to worship with us today. And we just want to say, hey, welcome. Welcome to the family. And uh, the Church Alive wants to embrace you. Please fill out the card as they are going to hand that to you. You can turn that into the front desk or an offering container. And uh, church family, don't hesitate now. Let's make all these folks be mighty glad that they came to worship with us today. Amen. And for those that are listening online, we welcome you as well. And we just want to say, get involved in any way that you can and, and uh, make sure that you are aware of all the things that are happening here at the Church Alive. There's something for everyone. And how many of you know what next Sunday is? Mother's Day, exactly. So that's a great time of celebration here. We are going to bring you a great time in the presence of God. We're going to celebrate your moms, your aunties, your grannies, your, you know, all the ladies in your life that have made an imprint on you. And so we're going to give you a great challenging message that day. So you want to be sure and come bring all your family with you. Amen. 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 How many of you have braved the weather and made it to toad suck days this weekend? Let me see your hand. All right, I've seen some of you guys there. Look, it's been an incredible time. Yesterday, we had our record day at toad suck days. Yeah. <laughs> Praise God. 
And so I'm just believing that today is going to be an even better day than we had yesterday, which, hey, the Lord's going to have to do a miracle because today's like a half day, right? We're only open from like 11 to 5. We did about $3,200 yesterday. So if we're going to beat that, you guys are going to have to come out strong. Amen. <laughs> so listen, we've got the best burgers, the best hot dogs, the best succotash. We have people lining up to get our succotash. Uh, Miss Ashley was on the news on Channel 11. They came and interviewed her. <laughs> she was making succotash. And uh, they came by again. Channel 11 came by again to uh, yesterday to take a, a video of our succotash. And uh, it's really, really amazing. I had people text me and ask me, what's the recipe? I got I to gotta make this stuff at home. So it's really cool and really awesome. Fresh squeezed lemonade. Uh, and we're in a great location. We are right at the corner of Oak and Front Street. I know that maybe some of you don't know some of the names of the streets downtown. But here's a picture so you can see what our booth looks like. Joe Andrews fixed us up that cool little fence to go right in front of our, uh, our tents. So we looking like Chip and Joanna Gaines out there. That was his, that was his uh, inspiration. Uh, but really, that's a picture of our tent. We're right on Toadsuck Square where they've painted the big Toadsuck thing on the ground. Uh, if you know where the Edward Jones little ticker thing is downtown, we're right underneath that. And so we want to invite all of you to come to lunch. All of the money that we raise helps us to operate as a student ministry throughout the year. Helps us to be able to send kids to camp that may not be able to pay. Helps us to buy basketballs. I mean, all the stuff we have to do to operate. Uh, and so it's really uh, an incredible um, fundraiser for us. And we need your help. So you can help us by coming and having lunch with us. Uh, the weather's going to be perfect today. So come on down, have lunch with us. Um, tell all of your friends, tell all your family, invite them to come down too. Um, a lot of you guys have shared our, our social media posts. So continue to do that for us. That helps us spread the word. And then anybody that, that's free or available and wants to help us, we'll be shutting down around 4.30 or 5 o'clock. So we could use your manpower, your woman power to help us shut all this stuff down, clean it up and, and get it all put back. So I just want to say thank you for your support as the church alive and uh, just excited about what God's doing. So come and see us for lunch today. As soon as church is out, come on down. I want to see all of you guys down there for lunch. I mean, turn to the person next to you and say, I'm getting a burger. <laughs> you know, Ryan, that's a good point. A lot of people say, hey, I want to get involved in ministry at the Church Alive. We believe in three things, Church Alive. We believe in thinking big because we got a big God. We believe in believing God. We believe in working hard. I lost about all of you then. And so it's all work. And so the best way for you to get connected with people is to work with them. You really find out people who they are when you work with them. And so you come down there. What time did you say you're going to tear down? Now I've got an appointment at 4.30, don't I, Patty? Thank you. But no, I'm just joking. Yeah, but, but no, you come on down there at 4.30 or 5 and, and join in there. And it's, it's, it's just a great time. So there, there'll be something for you to get involved. The, the Lord uh, spoke some message to me the other day when you were talking about that record day um, uh, on, on leftovers. And I don't know how this applies here. But I just believe, as you said, record day, I felt leap in my spirit. All of you are going to begin to have more record days. Amen. You don't want to miss the word when it flows, all right? And, 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 and so, um, um, you know, the, the, the little boy that took the lunch that Jesus multiplied. How many went to Sunday school know what I'm talking about, all right? And, and I heard a message the other day was talking about how that, that mother got up and prepared that lunch and all that. And I, no, nobody knows uh, how he got the lunch. Uh, and so that, that's all, you know, subjective there. But possibly she did that. 
but I'm going to put something before you. Possibly she gave him leftovers. How many of you, when you take your lunch, I'll show you a message, just somewhere in my journal, but how, how many, just reminded me when you said that, is, is how many of you, maybe you'll fix something for dinner or whatever, and then the next day, if you take your lunch to work or kids' school, whatever, that you, you know, I mean, you got Lunchables and all that now, but, but you, you, maybe sometimes you take a leftover. Come on, how many know what I'm talking about? You take a leftover. Is it possible? Is it just possible? I'm not, I'm not going to be real theological on this, Debbie, here. But is it possible that that boy, his mom, put that fish and bread in there because that's what she had left from last night? And so he took his leftovers, amen, to Jesus. All right, he took those, but he gave them. And how many know leftovers are always better? Come on, let me know what I'm talking about. It's better, all right? Yeah, it's better. Uh, I don't know how to cook. I really don't. I, I'll do the microwave, but Patty, sometimes she'll, she'll reheat things up in the skillet. In the skillet. It's a whole lot better like that, you know. And, and, and so leftovers are good. And, and here's the fact. Jesus, somebody got 12 baskets of leftovers. Je Jesus gave the boy lunch. But somebody got 12 baskets of leftovers. Now, now we don't know what happened with those, amen. It doesn't, doesn't say they were just so overwhelmed by how many they fed and how it was a miracle. I don't know. I'm going to just put before you today, is it okay that the boy probably took home 12 baskets of leftovers? said, Mama, you gave me one sack of leftovers. Hallelujah. But I've had a record day. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I'm bringing home 12 buckets of leftovers. Amen. Praise God. Well, anyway, God's going to do a miracle for you. I'm declaring with you. I've got a great friend who owns a company, CEO of the company, started and everything. They're a top 100 company in this nation. And, and um, uh, one of their, their um, foundation, core values of that company is to glorify God. They've got three, but one of them is to glorify God. And I pray for him a lot and send them texts and so forth. And just the other day we were texting, and then it occurred to me, as he said, we want to talk, I want to talk to you a little bit this week. And it occurred to me, why, why are they coming under, uh, under such, they have they're always you know, doing new things, but then there's opposition to it. When you decide you're going to glorify God, you're going to rock the devil's world. And so some of you are saying, it's not going as easy as I thought in my company and in my investments. Don't stop. If you heard from God, don't stop. Just because you come on a little opposition, don't stop. How many hearing what I'm saying right now? This is not your time to stop giving to God because we're going to make a declaration here in a moment, and I believe your May is going to be the most miraculous month you've ever had. Y'all are going to get an agreement on this. Amen. It's going to be a record month. That happened to you this time. I believe it's going to happen. A record month. I believe for the church alive, it's going to be a miraculous month. Anybody with me on this? God wants you to delight in his abundance. Why? To glorify him. There's going to be victory in your finances, in your home. And I'm going to pray. I felt something in my spirit right now to where families are going to begin to come into agreement over your finances. There's going to be no more squabbles over the finances. I'm getting less hands as I go along here. Amen. I must be hitting on a nerve. Some say, well, I shouldn't tithe or I shouldn't give. No, everybody's going to be in agreement, amen, that we're going to have a spirit of generosity come over us, and we're going to give to God like we never have before. 
How many agreement with me on this, all right? Uh, Ryan, Whitney, whichever one you guys selected, one of you come and throw up this declaration they made. I was watching online church last night. I wasn't here, but I was online in agreement, all right. Whitney, you gave this great word, uh, you know, over our giving. Now, what we're going to do, we're going to give to God. Right now, ushers will pass in just a moment after we do this, and you can give to God like that. Uh, you can go back here to our debit card, credit card center. Uh, you can always give online. Don't you like that? You don't have to wait. There was a time, uh, Whitney, when people said to me, when we first started this, we were one of the first when it started up, that uh, I can't believe a church is doing that. All right. Well, right now, uh, really, it's about 60 to maybe 70% of our giving is online. And so that's incredible. Uh, now, that cost the church. It didn't used to cost us. But now it cost us. But that's Okay. Because we just want to give you the access to give to God. So would you stand with me, all right? This is so good what happened, what I saw last week. Uh, I have to tell you, we're, uh, you know, I, I was sitting in the presence of God watching church last week. I was in my lounger on the beach. Uh, amen. But I had Wi-Fi, all right? And, and I was glorifying God. Amen with you. And, and in fact, I texted you, didn't I? As soon as she gave it, I texted her right back. I'm like, that was great. You know, I had to stand up where I was, all right? And so I want you to stand with me and, and, uh, and let's make this. Uh, here, Whitney, you just do this. And let's make this declaration. Now, here's the deal. Today, everybody gives something. But don't anybody miss this. It, you know, and I'm asking you at a certain level. God is the one that deals with you because God knows in this room who can give the hundred, the thousand, the ten thousand, the million. He knows who's online has got the ten million. Amen. All right. And, and so God's going to deal with you on that. That's none of my business. That's yours. But everybody do something. When I was a kid, my mother used to turn to me and give me money to, before I, you know, I was just a kid, give me money to give me the offering. Everybody participated. We, I, I mean, I make out our money before we get here. So Patty's got this ready because we're, we're, we're premeditated on what we're going to do. So everybody get ready, all right? Listen to what Whitney has to say, and let's take a declaration. And everybody give. You want to give by debit card, credit card, you can go back there and line up, or you can jump on the Church Alive website right now. God is in a good mood this morning, isn't he? Do y'all feel that in here? He's in a good mood. He's always in a good mood. We forget that, that he's not standing up there pointing in our face saying, you did this wrong, you thought that bad thought, you did that he is in a good mood. You know, it never changes. It doesn't, you know, as a mother, as a parent, I, no matter what Harrison does wrong, I could never not want to give to him. He's just so faithful. And so it doesn't matter what you need this morning. He wants your cup to overflow. He's not going to give you just enough. He doesn't want to give you just enough. Mm. Psalms 23, our cup overflows. That is a promise from the Lord. As a good father, he's so faithful. You know, things that we worry about. I think about the mom and the story of the fish and the loaves. And if Harrison were to go and give his lunch to somebody, I would be concerned about what are you going to eat. But that's, 
Our God just doesn't think like we think as a father. He thinks, I want to feed them all. I want it to overflow, overflow every single month. So we just come into that, that agreement with it. God is in such a good mood that he is so proud of us. He's proud of us no matter, uh, no matter how far we've made it in life. He's proud of us. He loves us. And he wants you to overflow. So let's, let's with faith m- declare this with, with me. As we receive today's offering, we are believing you for heaven open, earth invaded, storehouses unlocked and miracles created, dreams and visions, angelic visitations, anointings, giftings and calls, positions and promotions, provisions and resources to go to the nations, souls and more souls from every generation saved and set free. Thank you, Father, that as I join my value system to yours, you will shower favor, blessings, and increase upon me so I have more than enough to co-labor with heaven. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, that you're, you're faithful, that you're so good, that you are full of joy, and that you are happy. And we thank you for all these things, that you delight in us. So we lift our offerings to you. We lift our cups to you today. We lift our lives and we say, pour into us to overflowing so that we can reach the nations, so that we can reach our neighbors, so that we can reach our own families. We need you to pour into us so much that it just spills over onto them and that they can't escape it. And so we ask you that today, Lord. We honor you with our giving. We honor you with our lives. We honor you with it all, Lord. And we thank you, Father, that you are so good, that you are so faithful. In Jesus' name, amen. If you'll remain standing with me as we give, come on, let's worship as we give. Here's a great, great song. Great is come on, sing it with me. Faithfulness, oh God, my Father. Come on. There is no of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassion, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thine, and has provided. Come on. Great. 
Come on, let's just all give God a great big praise and hallelujahs for what he's doing. Come on, give him praise for what he's going to do in your life. Come on, rejoice a little bit. Rejoice a little bit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Whitney. You can be seated. You know, the Lord's been dealing with me. Uh, the Lord will talk to you if you'll listen. Oh, come on. Y'all want to go get that saga tats? You better get with me on a hurry. I said the Lord will talk to you if you'll listen. And, and uh, the Lord has really been dealing specifically with me that, that even here at the Church Alive in the area of finances and, and so forth, that uh, for me to not be, for me to go ahead and be bold with what the Lord's given to me. And not back up on it because um, uh, the Lord has shared with me very specifically there's, a, there's an anointing of, of uh, a prosperity here and an agreement on it. Amen. Wouldn't you rather have an, a, an anointing of prosperity than an anointing of poverty? How many of you want to do some great things for God? Come on, how many want to do some, really, how many want to do great things for God? And, and uh, God doesn't want you to have to struggle in that. He wants to give you the provision for that. And so uh, get, get hooked into this. And I believe that declaration we're making is very important. And one of the reasons I believe it's so important is that there is so much negative, bad language, bad news in the atmosphere. There's environments of just bad news. And we've got to be a lighthouse. Got to be a model of good news. Now, today, I, I want to begin something on a series called Live Limitless. I want to do this again. I want you to get with me on this, and that's Live Limitless. Uh, now, and what this is, this is the greater realm with intensity. Uh, today, I would like to spiritually remove any slump off of your life. You're not in a down curve. I don't see anywhere in Scripture that living for the Lord is like this. If you're just listening to the audio and you're not one, it's not like a up and a down and an up and a down. You're going to have some difficult times. The Lord said that. But he said you're an overcomer. So what that means is, and I'm going to help a little bit if you know, discuss this a little bit more on Wednesday night. What that means is you will live at different paces. But it doesn't mean you're going to go up and down. There are going to be time, the steps that God has ordered for you are going to be swift steps. Now, I'm giving this prophetic right now. It's nowhere in notes. It's just coming right now, right? There are going to be moments. There are going to be swift steps. There's going to be other moments where you're moving a little bit slower. And sometimes you don't feel like anything's happening, but you're still moving in God because in him you live and move and have your being. Everybody in this room say right now, I'm still moving. You see, you're not moved by what you see. Because you move by faith and not sight. So the scripture also says to prove it to you that we go from glory to glory to glory. There is no such thing as down glory. All right? There's no such thing as depressed glory. 
we just keep going from glory to glory to glory to glory. So now I prove to you in the kingdom of God, it's not topsy-turvy. It's not up and down. You're moving up, 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 up. It may not look like it, but God is doing something new and definitive in your life for his glory. Give him praise right now for what he's doing in your life. Come on, give him praise like you really believe that God is doing something good in your life. So living limitless is really, we do that because, now catch this, we can live limitless because of resurrection realities. You're not living limitless just because you go to church. You're not living limitless just because you sing the right songs. You can live limitless in God because of resurrection realities. All right? So why is that? Because Jesus, this is after Easter, Jesus rose from the dead, conquered death, hell, and the grave. In other words, anything the devil can dish out, we've got victory over. Come on, I'm going to shake your spirit a little bit here today. Your life is filled now with the revelation of resurrection. The Holy Spirit will show you, if you listen, how you can live the risen life. Scripture says that after Jesus rose from the dead, that he showed himself alive by many infallible proofs. He, before he ascended, he walked, I mean, he went around, I mean, he, he appeared, he ate, I mean, just, he showed them how to live a resurrected life. He showed them the power of resurrection. I want to say this to you. The anointed power of the Holy Spirit God intends for you to live in is here for you right now. You are an overcomer. You are redeemed. You are a child of God. You are a joint heir. You are victorious. So live like it. Think like it. Talk like it. Don't settle for less than what God has fully provided for you. You are blessed. I said you are blessed. This business of what your house looks like what kind of countertops you have, what kind of hood ornaments you got out there, or what kind of tires or wheels you got, that does not determine how blessed you are. You're blessed by the covenant of Jesus. And there's nobody in this place more blessed than somebody else. Oh, you go back and listen to a week ago last Wednesday night message, you're all blessed. I said we're all blessed. And the enemy can't do anything about it. Come on, you go, I'm going to help you right now. Raise your right hand. Come on, get it up like you. Say, say I'm, blessed, I'm blessed, and the devil, and the devil. can't do anything about it. You've got to really believe that. You see, the keys of the kingdom are secure. <laughs> and they're secure in you. The devil has no access to them. Here's some very familiar scriptures. I'm going to help you on this. You're going to like this. John, the third chapter, verse 16. John 3, 16. 
John 3, 16. I mean, we quote it a lot, but how many messages have you really heard on John 3, 16? For God so loved the world, that's you, that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. How many believe in Jesus? How many have confessed him as your Lord? If that's you, say, I have no lack. Don't you accept the news of the world. You have no lack. He's given you everything. Amen. Now verse 17 is really where I want to go. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. But that the world through him might be saved. John 10.10. Another really familiar scripture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I put before you today that Jesus came to give you life. I put before you that Jesus came to show you life abundance and how you can live it right now. To give you overcoming power right now to give you eternal life with him. Get this. Jesus came to provide a relationship, not a religion. I have not yet discovered through my research a religion that is not filled with condemnation. You study religions. You watch somebody who feels like they're religious and you're not. They're not going to inspire you. They're going to condemn you. Because you don't act the way they act. You don't dress the way they dress. You don't pray the way they pray. Jesus did not come to condemn you. He came to love you. I want you to hear that. I want you to get this. You see, you were dead in your trespasses and sins. <laughs> but Ephesians says, but God, but God who is rich in mercy. Come on, does anybody in this room need a little mercy? Come on, raise your hand. You need mercy. But God who is rich in mercy, while we were dead in our trespasses and sins, made us alive together with him. If you don't normally come on Wednesday night, don't you miss this Wednesday night at 6.30 because I'm going to prove to you nothing of the old man was resurrected. The old man was crucified, but the old man didn't get up. Amen. Only the new man got up. Amen. I've come today to give you one point. If you're making notes, here it is. Are you ready for number one? Then you're going to get some saga hat, whatever that junk is called. Amen. Are you ready? Come on, this is the Greek. I'm giving it to you out of the Greek. Are you ready? Number one, God is good. God so loved the world, God's good. God gave his only son, God's good. God gave you eternal life, God's good. God doesn't condemn you, he's really, really, really good.
I want you to catch how I'm going to deliver this today. It's all good in God. It's all good. In God, it's all good. In God, it's all love. There is no evil in God. That's the reason that all things work together for the good to those who love God because God only does good. He always leads us to triumph in Christ. Now catch this. God didn't create you to fail. Watch it. There is no failure in him. You say, well, I, I didn't make that grade. This is a big, big, big graduation month. I, I, I didn't get this or I, I, I didn't get that. Whether you got the job you were seeking or not does not, does not define success or failure. I, I, I like what you said in that declaration. My value system with your value system. My success is in his kingdom by glorifying him. Success is not my address or, or how much money that I have in the bank. Amen. God called me to be the lender, not the borrower. How many hearing what I'm saying, all right? So, so I, I, I'm in a kingdom where I'm not trying to hoard it up. I need to be a distribution center. And God is good. God created me for that. God did not create me to fail. God created me with an assignment. God created you with an assignment. And God has an anointing on that assignment. And the world does not determine what your assignment is. Do not allow, you've got to get this down, do not allow the world to define your giftedness. I don't need a personality test for you to tell me what I can, I'm going to preach a little bit here today, what I can and what I cannot do and where I fit. He created me with anointing and power and giftedness, and God will put me exactly where he wants me to fit. Now watch this. God didn't create you to sin. This is huge what I'm about to say. God did not create you to sin. Now get this. this, this is transformational if you'll get this today because so many of you are living in what I said earlier, that spiritual slump. Where, where that you're not living in victory. You're living on compromise and, and in condemnation and you need to be free from all of that. And live over here in fullness and in fun. Amen. Live in the glory. I'm going to tell you the glory's fun. All right? And so, look at this. He didn't create you. To, he didn't create you to live in sin. He didn't create you. He created you to live in His fellowship. He created you to live in His glory. Amen. If if you take a fish out of water, he will not survive. If you take you a child of God out of His glory presence, you're not going to survive because you were made for glory. You were made for the fullness of the presence of the Almighty God. You were not created to live in the bondage of sin. You were not, the reason so many people need sleep aids and, and depression medicine, all these things, is, is because their mind is in bondage. Their spirit is in turmoil. 
And nothing is going to change that except the infilling of the baptism of the Holy Ghost because that's the breath of God. What they need, and they don't need something else. They don't need another inhaler. What they need is the same breath that breathed life into their nostrils to breathe the rushing mighty wind of the Holy Ghost into them now. Now watch this. Remember, he didn't create you to sin. How many got that? Say, say amen if you've got that. Now watch this. Sin is not identified to prohibit you. In other words, remember, he didn't come, he didn't come to condemn you. Many people will have this list of sins. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do that. Now, here, I, want, I want you to see, today you're going to get a new perspective on sin. Because sin is not identified to prohibit you. Sin is identified to protect you. Protect you from what? The one who will kill, steal, and destroy. Because of the blood of Jesus, if you're a believer, because of the blood, the only way he has access to you is through sin. You lock the devil out when you are covered by the blood. The only way he has access to your mind, your body, your family, your home, your finances is when you engage in what God has told you not to engage in. The devil had no access to affect Adam and Eve in any kind of way until they gave him access. I'm, I don't have a lot of time for this. There's parts here in this that I, I didn't want to get to. They had the power to trample on his head. That's the reason the scripture says in Luke now that you've got power over all the enemy. That fellowship, that created power that God gave you, you have now been restored by the blood of the Lamb. How many hearing what I'm saying? Some say, well, I'd like to be an Adam and Eve. No, 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 no. You, you've, got, you've got the power now. You've got the same status of fellowship right now. You're a joint heir. Y'all don't believe who you really are? Come on. You've got to identify this. Sin is identified to protect you, not to prohibit you, to protect you from that one. Because all the effects of sin are negative. All the effects. How many hearing what I'm saying? They're all negative. Now, if you're not careful here, I could go down a line today and someone would say, boy, he's, 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 he's fire and brimstone. He's all of this. But the Lord identifies things in Scripture that are sin. Am I telling the truth today or not? Right? This word that I said right now, there are many churches today will not even use the word sin. They tell their speakers, you cannot use the word sin. I tell you, he didn't come to condemn me of sin, but to free me from sin. Sin's a reality or he wouldn't have died on a cross. And if we don't identify it, it'll take over like mold in your walls. Now, I could go down the line, and I could tell you things, and, and you would say, well, Pastor, you're saying that to condemn me today. No. Jesus told, told, told Mary Magdalene, woman, you've got a lot of problems. Come on, how I many know what I'm talking about? 
but he didn't condemn her. He freed her. Nobody else stood up for her except him. Nobody else was going to stand up for you except Jesus. For God so loved the world. Before you get religious. Now remember, this is not about a religion. It's about a relationship. I thought Whitney was going to preach my message when she talked about that God is a good God. He's just going to keep on giving to Harrison. She may whip him. I'm going to tell you, I've been with the boy. He's going to need some spankings. Oh, he's along all the way through. He got some Saxon in there with him. The boy is going to need some spankings. Amen. He's going to need some time out. He's going to need the corner. He's going to need all of the things you can imagine. Man, he has got a mind on him. He's got a will. He's, he's going to need it. Amen. But I'm going to tell you, I got it just like he's going to get it, and I turned out all right. And my mother and dad did not do that to me, but to punish me, but to protect me. And this deal is I live in grace. Yes, I live in grace because grace sets me free from the bondage and the effects of sin. Amen. But you got to identify this is sin. I'm about to do a foundational series. It's going to begin here in the end of this month and in June. I, I'm going to preach the Bible. I, I'm going to preach that there's only one true God. I'm going to preach the deity of Jesus. I'm going to preach divine healing. I'm going to preach baptism in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to preach biblical literacy. Because some of your kids have no idea. So I'm going to go back to the basics. We're going to find out who we really are and what the Word of God really says. Don't you let the world tell you by their value system what is sin and what is not. You go on what God says. I can say a lot of stuff and you say, well, Pastor, you're condemning. No, I'm not condemning. I'm just telling you what the Scripture says. God identifies things that are sin because he doesn't want you to partake because it will kill you and destroy you. He wants you to have eternal life. It doesn't, I'm not saying these things because you say, well, pastor, you've got a problem with me. I don't have a problem with you. How you conduct and what you do, I don't have a problem with you. I got my own business. Come on, anybody with me on this? I'm not keeping a record of your wrongs, amen, because 1 Corinthians 13 love does not do that. I'm not keeping a record of offenses, amen. You don't have to do this the way I do it, Amen. Remember, you got to keep your pace. This is a relationship, not a religion. But sin, identify it. You say, well, pastor, as a believer, how am I going to know what it is? got to get in God's Word, and the Holy Spirit's going to show you. Interesting thing is, no matter what you read in His Word, He'll show you your life. I hear people so many times say, well, God gave me this, and I've got to share it with you. And I want to say right back to them, God gave that to you because you need it. It's not my word. He gave it to you because you're the one that needs that word. But I smile. I'm a nice guy. I smile. I say, thank you. I want you to get this again. I get, sin's not identified to prohibit you. It's identified to protect you. You see, he made the way for freedom for you. He gave you full access, full authority. And then Jesus says, now you go do what I've done, greater works, because 
You do what you see the Father do. You don't do the sin. You do what the Father does. Your, your fullness, your freedom, everything you're trying to get in life is the Father will show you your way. And, and it's not by the world system. You just do what you see the Father doing in your life. And you say, well, well should, I, should I do this or should I, do not, or should I not do this act? Well, what, do you see the Father doing that? Well, if you don't, then leave it out. So, so Pastor, I'll say it this way. So what God says is sin is still sin. I mean, if I, if I would go through the New Testament and I would talk about relationships and I would talk about marriage... And, and I would talk about the sanctity of marriage, just that one thing. I mean, how many emails or non-attenders would I get after that? But I'm going to tell you, the truth will set you free. How many hearing what I'm saying? I mean, when, when I was in junior high and I was in high school, we heard the message preached to us over and over again. No sex before marriage. I think it's been that long since I've heard that message. Amen. You say, well, pastor, where do you get that? The Bible. The Bible. Evidently, there are, there are some effects of that that God knew. I could get into soul ties. I mean, I could get into, I could get into some things today that would be a conference level today. I can't, but God knows what is better for you. He created you to live in fullness and freedom, not in the bondage of sin. God did not create you to get into some things that's going to take you 20 years to get out of. I got anybody still with me? See, here's the deal. Sin is from the evil one. It's not from him. So why would you accept any of it? Why, why, why would a person compromise and say, well, I will do this because that gives access to the devil. Why, why, why would I open up and give something to kill, steal, and destroy? My family, my home, my marriage. Why, why, why would I do that? I say to you today, and I'll take my seat here in just a moment, just simply don't compromise. Amen. Don't allow to the enemy to deceive you to justify a way to continue into something your flesh wants to do. He didn't create you for failure. He created you for fellowship. In fact, he said this. Jesus' message was this. If you love me, you'll keep my word. And if you do that, the Father and I will love you and make our home with you. How many want God to live with you? I said, come on. How many want God to live with you? All right, well, watch these scriptures. This is very good. Uh, let's just go to a couple of them. John, the 14th chapter. How many, how many uh, get the message that know that I've got a lot more to say there on God's love and God's sin, but I'm going to leave it to the Holy Ghost? How, how many feel like I, I, I would have some more to say there? Wave your hand if you. How many feeling what I feel? How many thought I was going to go down your road? How many felt I was about to come to your house? How many hear what I'm saying all right? I mean, I, I can even feel a couple spots in the building right now. You want me to be honest? You want, you want me to hear, hear what I, I can feel a couple. I can feel a couple spots in the building just not tugging at me like, uh, don't, do, uh, don't do that. You need to get free of that right now. That's going to keep you in bondage. You're going to get a headache this afternoon. No matter what you eat, you're going to throw it up. Amen. You, you, just get free of it. Amen. I said get free of it. Get free of it. Amen. You say, well, pastor, have you ever sinned? Yes, we've all sinned. 
Come on, everyone in this room that sinned, wave your hand. It's sinning if you don't raise it. Because the scripture said we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Amen. But God, who is rich at his mercy. You see, I don't condemn any one of you because he doesn't condemn you. Amen. I got so much there, but I, I got to do it later. I just, I just want you to see God is good and sin is bad. Amen. John 14, I'll give a couple of these and I'll quit. John 15, 14, 15, chapter 14, verse 15. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. That is pretty simple. Do you guys see what I see? How many of you love the Lord? Keep his commandments. Just do what he says. Say, well, Pastor, I've had so many of these things in my life. Just do what he says. It might be the way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. I'm showing you the way today to living in victory. Staying in it. Verse 21 of that same chapter says, In that day, no, no, he who has my commandments and keeps them. There it is again. It is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I will love him and manifest myself to him. So what am I supposed to do? You're supposed to love God with all your heart. Amen? It's, it's a powerful message. John 15. Um, oh, there's so much here. Uh, let's see. Um, let's just read it. Uh, John 15, 9. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you and abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, there it is again, you will abide in my love just as I've kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. In other words, same power of the Holy Ghost that helped Jesus do this, the same power that's going to help you do this. You're not doing this on your own accord. Verse 11, these things I've spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. All right, Whitney said earlier that God's in a good mood because he's always in a good mood because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So God's good and he's always good. God's never bad. I said God is good. Now somebody say God's been good to me. That's the reason we say God is good, and all the time God is good. I see it's biblical. He's, he's always been this. Now, if you love God, you're going to keep his commandments. And if you do that, his joy is going to be in you. Not the joy of the world. How many know the joy in the world can come and go? Right? You buy a new car, and then somebody comes by and gives it a door ding. And it happened at church. Oh, my. You know what? You lose your joy somewhat for that. Am I right? 